Got it. All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, today we have a very special guest for you. It is his 88th birthday. His name is Al Schmidt. He's been on the show twice before, and we're going to celebrate his birthday with him right now. Please welcome him to the show. Hi, Al. Happy birthday. Well, thank you very much, AJ. Well, thanks for being here. So you were on the show, and then I we was. Met- we met, I think I moved here on a Tuesday, if I remember, May of 2022. And I think we met the following Friday. You were one of the original people that came to my house for dinner once a month. I was. And then you we became such a such neat friend and such a special person. I have I tell my buddy. I mean, I'm so proud of knowing you. Well, thank you. Well, you know, flattery will get you everywhere, especially a spot on the show on your birthday. But you know, it's funny, <laughs> Al, because it's actually, you know, we have a lot of people, re- uh, Dixie saying happy birthday. You know, Dixie, of course. I do. And, you know, the funny thing is, is we do have a lot of people requesting to be on the show and I'm very flattered and honored, but we get the most requests for people wanting to come on on their birthday. And really every day is somebody's birthday, but 88 and feeling great. You know, to think about it, you kind of had a death sentence Oh, oh, I did. I only had when at 80 years old in 2016, I only had months to live, not not years, months. And I was miserable. It was not a good life. I couldn't do anything. I'm an active person. I like to go places and do things. And I I couldn't take the trash out. Well, I could Somebody helped me. It's on a, my driveway's on a slope, but I couldn't get an empty trash can back into the garage. I was miserable. I, 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 somebody, in fact, may, if I may digress a bit, which I tend to do a lot, a buddy of mine called me that I had gone to the desert with hundreds of times. And he called me this just before I went on here. And he called me and I said, I, Norb, I got to tell you my new affirmation. It's 88 and feeling great. And he said, oh, geez, I'm 85 and I don't feel good. And I said, you know, it's just the food. You got to eat right. And of course, I can't help doing it. And he got, he said, yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, they had cut off. But it's, you know, it's, it's not me. I got nothing special. I tell you, I have two things that if I can do it any. Two things. I know how to read and I know how to follow instructions. And that's all the secret of life. So, well, so. you know, 88 and feeling great. Maybe next year it can be 89 and feeling fine. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'll steal that. Yeah. Well, you know, you, 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 people, when, when I, so many people have resistance to changing their diet in any. Oh, I know. But especially as they get older, you know, I see so many people my age or younger whose parents are in nursing homes and with debilitating diseases that could be either completely reversed, if not improved by your diet. So tell us about what your diet is and what it did for your health and the health of your loved ones. Well, that's not a fair question, because how many doctors and professional people do you interview over the course of a year? Hundreds. All of them. 
And they all come from different disciplines, from different backgrounds, from different uh, histories. And they all end up in the same place, whole food, plant-based. Now, Dr. Eshelston, not personally, but I read his book and it saved my life. All I did was I said, okay, I, I was looking at death's door and I was looking on this hand, I'm going to die. And on this hand, I have a chance. And a chance is better than certain death, at least in my book. So I thought, okay, I'm going to follow the, his book religiously, faithfully. And I did. And in two months, I was, I, I, I just, it was incredible what I could do. I could walk up and down, I could walk up and down stairs. I could hike. I could, it, it was miraculous. In fact, I almost didn't believe it. Because I thought, oh, if I if I was terrified of eating any, putting anything in my mouth that wasn't according to Eshelston. So uh, it's done phenomenal things. How did you hear about his book? Who who told you about his book? I went to a. I've told this story before, and it's politically incorrect. But I went to Kaiser. Kaiser. Kaiser, the big wigs at Kaiser, Kaiser administration recommends whole food plant-based. Unfortunately, it hasn't filtered down to the doctors yet, but they recommend it. And so I had just had my third or fourth or fifth or unth number stints put in. And they said, do you want to come to rehab? Well, I couldn't do anything. I could barely walk. I walk like an old man. And so they said, I said, sure, I'll, go, I'll do anything. I'll take any hope that I can get. So I go to this meeting and, <laughs> and it's uh, like an all day meeting or at least a couple hour meeting. And the first half of it is exercise. They said, we want you to exercise and get your heart rate up. Get it up. I just want to keep it going. And I, could, I, I was so depressed because I couldn't do any exercise. That's all I could do to walk into the room. Dottie had to drive me there. It's all I could do to get into the room without having angina pain. So I, I got, oh, this is, you know, this is, I was lower than, you know, I was, I was looking up to see the curb. So the next, they, a little, they take a break. And then the next part is say, we're going to teach you. And no, no, <laughs> this fat lady waltzes out. And she says, we're going to teach you about whole food, plant-based diet. And I thought, bury me now. I'm dead as a doornail. But she did show me a picture. It's in Eshelston's book. It's about a one of his compatriots, an MD, that has a, an occlusion in his heart, uh, one of the arteries in his heart. And it was a before and after picture. The before picture was occluded, and the after picture, 32 months after. And I remember this stuck in my head. Not three years, not 36 months, just 32. And I thought, maybe I could live for 32 more months. I wasn't sure. And I just thought, I'm going to do everything I can. I, here is proof, you know, visual proof that it, it works. So I took a, and that, that handout was in the book. Then they don't give you the book. They recommend you buy it. So, man, I went out and bought that book. I bought um, Dr. Michael Greger's book on how not to die, which I thought was fitting. And in his book, the very first page of his book, 
he talks about his grandmother and why he got into medicine. His grandmother, who was 65 at the time, which I consider a young chick, 65, she had, they sent her home in a wheelchair to die. Well, she decided that she didn't want to die. So she got herself to California and went to Pritikin Institute in Santa Barbara, where I used to be. And in uh, uh, three, four weeks, I forget, three weeks, three or four weeks, she was walking eight miles. And I thought that spoke to me. I thought, if, if it, in other words, it isn't just me. Somebody else can do it. So I did it. And in four weeks, I had my cholesterol went from 250 to 150. It's now about 115. Uh, my kidney function went from severe to back to normal. It was at, um, I think, uh, 25% or something. It wasn't a good, it was it 40. I don't remember what it was at, but it's now back to normal. And so if the heart hadn't got me, the kidneys would have. And you know, it's it, it's amazing what the body will do, how it will heal itself if you just let it. Read the instructions and follow. <laughs> so you actually had a quintuple bypass, didn't you? Oh my God, I've had bypass. I've had two heart attacks. I've had uh, three or four stints. In fact, the last stint that they put in my. My arteries are clean. Uh, as you, you and I have a mutual friend, uh, Dr. Corinne Singh, who's a cardiologist, and he has gone through my medical records, and my arteries are fine except where they put a stent in, and that's starting to occlude only there. And of course, it's the second time they put a stent in that spot. So, if anything is going to kill me, it's something that the MDs have done. I'm not going to, you know, what are you going to do? What year was your quintuple bypass? I believe it was 1984. 84. So you would have been like. In my 40s, uh, late 40s. That's early. And I don't even think, was it even perfected by then? Well, no. In fact, um, my son's roommate's mother had a bypass surgery the same month or week so you know similar time frame she passed away in five or six later years later um my when i met dotty i had been i don't know i was i i had been for two or three or four years past it and uh, she had she was working for a pharmacist and he said don't marry the guy he's not going to live long <laughs> and um but what I did at the time, which I think saved me, is that I knew that people ate 35 to 40 percent of their caloric intake is fat. And I thought, that can't be good for you. So I thought, I'm going to cut it in half. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to only eat 20 percent. I try. And, um, and also, I thought uh, at the time... Uh, the beef industry was having all sorts of spokespeople that were dying off or having heart attacks. Uh, each time they have a spokesman, I think. And so I thought, well, I'm going to quit eating red meat. I still would eat chicken. I love chicken and pork. 
And not, I didn't know that was still bad for me. I, you know, you were ignorant. You do the best you can with the information you can, which is the other thing I tell people, get as informed as you possibly can. Learn. Once you learn this, you'll think, oh, why would I ever go back and do that? Because you know how bad it is for you. And that's what you do so well, AJ, is you educate us. So. Uh, my little speech. <laughs> so, it, so the fact you had this bypass surgery in your 40s, yes. but it didn't fix the problem because you needed stents after that, right? Well, yeah, but that was that stint was uh, that was uh, that stint didn't happen until 2000 and I want to say eight or nine. So I went, I went. In fact, people were were not could not believe that I had gone that long without having any issues. Now I must tell you that the most people, the average person, has three arteries that go to their heart. Since I had bypass surgery, all of them have been have occluded except for one. So I have uh, what's the, the cap? Um, there's a name for not coronary arteries, but there's a name for it. coronary. Well, no, coronary arteries is what they are, but there's the body generates new arteries that go around when there's an occlusion. And so you don't have heart attacks. You don't have the um, staying power and muscle and heart muscle that I did when I was younger, when I had three arteries. But I only have one artery that goes to my heart. Um, oh, I can't think of the word. I'm sorry. 80, my age is showing. Um uh, it's I call it corollary arteries, but new arteries will go around, and they did in my case. I went to the emergency. I went to ER once, and the doc he must have been a new kid on the block, and he says, ah, he says you shouldn't even be alive. <laughs> I, I, he funny. needs a little practice on his bedside manner. <laughs> that is funny. How did you hear about Doctor Esselstyn's book initially? Well, I think I just mentioned that I went to. But, the, I mean. But you went to the meeting, but was that, I'm curious though, was that the book they were recommending? Yes, I'm sorry. I thought I mentioned that. Yeah. My bad. No, they no, maybe, maybe you did it. And I was, I was watching his, his that, book, but... uh, uh, Gregor's book. And then also the China study by T. called uh, Campbell. And um, the China study really spoke to me because I have a scientific background. One, of, I think I've told you this, but one of the, I'm going to throw it out now anyway. One of the things that I did in my callow youth was I trained the first monkey that went into space. And uh, it was 1958 when I was in the army. So they, they, you know, raise your hand if you went to college. Uh, and raise your hand if you have a degree. Uh, you know, and, and so they needed a degree in psychology, which is what I had. So they, I said, oh, I, oh, okay. So go, go here to Fort Knox, Kentucky. So I did, and I had, I had fun time in the army. I, I actually enjoyed my time in the army. Wow! First, I, I can see you with monkeys, Al. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that is something. You're not the only one that said that. <laughs> did, did you ever get a chance to talk to Dr. Esselstyn about how his book impacted you? I was on a cruise. Yes, I did. Well, I was on a cruise and um, he was one of the guest speakers. It was um, holistic holiday cruises. 
And it was two or three years just before they closed them down for COVID. And so he they had a Q&A system after he gave his little presentation. And they, you know, they run out, you stand up and they run over and they give you a microphone. And of course, being shy like I am, you know, I said, Dr. Eshelston, you saved my life. And I proceeded to tell him that at 80 years old, I was 83 at the time, 80 years old, I couldn't do anything. I was on my way to the death store and I read your book and your book saved my life. And 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 I want you to know today on the excursion, I climbed a pyramid <laughs> at 83 and yelled at the top of it, I'm alive. So, yes, I, well, I guess that's thanking him. So you've made so many friends as a result of being vegan, haven't you? Yes. You know, and you need to do this. You need a support group because my old carnivore friends, they, they they don't quite know what to do with me. Uh, first place, they're dying off. The second place, I don't have any aches and pains, and they do. And I, I think they're gel- they know they should be eating better. And yet, some of them, like my friend, called me, and he was rooting me on. He said, I hope you have many more, and I hope you stay in really good health like you are. So it's a, it's a funny thing, you know. My my um, nephew, by marriage, called me today, and he and I commiserated both of our children. Well, actually, Dottie is. The, I did convert Dottie. That was <laughs> that was a story in itself. But my both both my children and both of Dottie's children, they well, the, one of one of her children is trying. But you know, people that you love when they don't. They see what you've gone through. They see the amazing changes that have taken place, and they have a hamburger. You know, I, I, it's it's and, and you don't know what to do. It's it's so hard. It, it's just it causes, you know. Well, I saw you last night at a, a brand new vegan restaurant with family yes. members, and in a vegan restaurant, that's the only thing they can get. Did, what did they eat, and did they enjoy it? They did. They actually did. Um, the but they 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 kept asking me because it's next to a restaurant I used to take them to that had carnivore food that had mud. They said, "Well, do you think will they get will, will they serve the same food the other places?" They kept wanting it out, and so I just made it quite clear that you don't have an out. You want it's my birthday. You come here with me. And so, and, and and they were good about it. I mean, we had to, as you know, we had to sit for like two hours because the poor restaurant was overloaded. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta be, gotta be you know, you do what you can. That's all you can do. That's all life's about. You do the best you can do. And if it works out, you're happy. And if it doesn't, you die. You know, yeah. you suffer, you die. That's life. I think... A lot of times when people have a situation like yours where it's literally life or death, it's easier. But in the case of your children and grandchildren, if they don't have any health challenges now, I, I think sometimes people don't see well, what's, you know, I, could, I my, my grandpa waited till he was 80. I'll, I'll just wait until then. I met a gal camping. I was on a hiking in uh, Utah and we were climbing a mountain, uh, not a 
real hard climb, but it was a hike up, up, up. It was, so we had to stop and rest. And there were, in, in the hike, there were little resting areas and there was this nice little, cute little blonde gal. And um, we started chatting and uh, I was with Larry and Larry said, oh yeah, I also had this heart. So I had to tell my story and I did. And you know what she said? She said, that's great. I said, well, you gotta try it. You know, I gave her my card. And she says, yeah, I think I'll wait until my first heart attack. <laughs> I couldn't believe she said that. So, you know, I, you, I don't know. It's, it's, Does she know that 50% of cardiac events end in sudden death? Of course not. People don't know that. And they don't, and even if they know it, they deny it. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the Nile is not just a river in Egypt. Come on. So you have an interesting story in that you had spousal resistance at first. And so many oh. people are trying to change their diet. Maybe it might not be because they have advanced heart disease and it's life or death. It might be that like they consider themselves food addicts and it's hard for them to have junk food in the house. So that that always, now that I know Dottie, the story is even funnier to me. <laughs> Well, I, as you said, I asked her to be on here. And she says, nope. And I said, AJ would like you to be on. She said, no. So uh, well, maybe she's, she's really shy about it. And I think, you know, from my perspective, of course, I'm biased. Her, her story is more inspiring than mine. It's more incredible. In 2015, she had a stroke, a debilitating, serious stroke brainstem stroke and she couldn't move they sent her to rehab 17 days in rehab and she made miraculous discovery uh, um, recovery a discovery recovery so uh and then that was in the first half of the year the second half of the year she gets cancer of the liver and they take out two-thirds of her liver and all right, so not, but they say you got to watch it. So three years later, after she, they take it out, they, they they give her full body scans every six months. And one of the full body scans, they see, oh, she's got another reoccurrence. She's got uh, cancer of the lungs. So now it's stage four cancer. It's metastasized. Well, by this time, <laughs> I had been nagging the daylights out of the poor woman. I said, honey, you've got to go on this whole food plant-based diet. You know, she, I said, you see what it does for me? She says, well, I don't believe in it. I said, this is not like believing. This is like saying you don't believe in Cleveland. It's there. All, this is all <laughs> data-driven. So, so anyway, so this gave her pause. So she decided, okay, I'm going full bore on whole, on, uh, on vegan, whole, no, no animal products, no dairy. And she's really good about that. And it just recently, we had the last full body scan, and there's no evidence of cancer at all. So she's, I think she's blessed. I am blessed that she, I could talk her into it. Now, I will have to say, <laughs> I didn't use a cattle prod. I don't care what people say. I didn't do that, but I used a lot of, uh, you know, things that husbands really shouldn't do to wives, but I saved their life. Maybe you could write a book about it. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> it isn't going to happen. 
I'll let her tell her story. Have, if you, she ever, wants to. have you ever thought about writing a book just about your own story and your recovery? Everybody says that. Well, you know, I have an ex-wife who is a famous author uh, who's also passed away. And uh, I, her, our daughter, her name, uh, my ex-wife's name was Sue Grafton. She was a big mystery writer. It's a mystery why she ever married me. I was, was going to actually I got back to, that. to it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, my daughter, when I told, I said, people, I said, I told my daughter, I said, people tell me that I had to write a book. And she looked at me and just snorked. <laughs> she said, get real, Dad. So I, I'm not, A, a good writer. And it, the story is, there are hundreds of people are doing it. I mean, literally, you know, I've been on your show. I get at least one email a month, at least, telling somebody said, Al, you've been an inspiration, and I've done this, this, and this, and they are all inspiring. So, you know, it's it, it's, all it takes is the ability to read and follow instructions. It's not like there's a secret here. Why do you think it's so hard for some people? I don't know. I really don't. Um, it wasn't hard, it wasn't hard for you though. But you were highly oh, yeah. it was it was really difficult. The problem I have is I got no support from anyone including my wife. And that's one of the things I told her. I said, "Look, you're either for me or you're against me." Well, she didn't like that one. You know, you're either going to be a help to me or you're going to be an impediment. She says, "Well, you tell me what you want me to cook and I'll cook it." And I say, no, no, I want you to have some skin in the game. I want you to uh, to really want to know what is healthy and what isn't. She still has problems with that. She doesn't, She, uh, you know, um, who was it uh, uh, that reads labels? And she really hasn't got that down yet. She, she'll pick up stuff and I'll say, honey, did you, did you read the label? She said, well, it says low fat. I say, never, I can't remember who has it. Uh, what's the guy's name that says, don't believe anything that's on the front of the label. <laughs> it's all lies. All, you have to turn the back and read it. So, But I was super, I was super strict. I mean, I, Eshelston says 10% of your diet, only, only 10% should be fat. And I tell you, I, if anything, I wouldn't eat any processed food at all that had fat in it. Unfortunately, I didn't know I was eating way too much salt. I've since cut back on that. But I didn't know about SOS free. Yeah. New well, fat free. But, but but I thought Esselstyn did not use salt. Well, he doesn't. But you know, I'm out here in the wilderness. I didn't I didn't have anybody else to rely on. Well, you know, I didn't did know. You... I just I just fumbled around. I'm not that you... I'm not that bright, you know. I just <laughs> oh, this is good. I'll eat it, you know. Uh, Steph says Al is so inspiring. He is healthy See? for a reason. Please have him back regularly. Well, at least every <laughs> birthday, because if he's feeling great at 88, he'll feel divine. Fine at um, 89. But the uh, trouble is, you can't rhyme anything with zero. So what am I going to do when 90, I 90? 90. If you guys think of a rhyme for 90, let me know. So Al, <laughs> even though there was a, a little bit of, of tension in the marriage during the make Dottie go vegan. No, there, well, there was. And I told her, I said, honey, you're never going to, if you don't eat the way I do and think the way I do about food, you're never going to be happy. 
I just laid it out for her. I said, I'm never going to leave you. I never will leave you, but I'm telling you, you're not going to be happy. So she said, oh, I think, you know, I sort of spelled it out. Wow. A lot of people wouldn't read the, the riot act to their spouse. I'm curious, though, is she happy now that she made the change? Oh, yes. In fact, she was, you know, you ladies love to talk. And she's on, she was on the phone talking to somebody and she was commiserating. We just moved. We bought another house. And at 87, I bought a house. I can't believe I did that and moved. And, uh, but anyway, so she's talking, she's telling everybody. And one of the things I used to take tons and tons of pictures, I'd make up CDs and, and El Dorado, I live in El Dorado Hills and I was sort of the official social photographer. And I'd make up DVDs and pass them out and give them to people. And she was commenting that during the move, you dig out the CDs. Should I take this one? Should I throw this one? Because we have stacks of them. Should I throw it away? And she, and she says, oh, honey, look, he's dead. She's dead. He's dead. She's dead. I mean, we were all roughly the same age group. In our, if those that have been around would be in their 80s now. And so, you know, we moved here in our six. We've been here 24 years. So, uh, she, you know, she's she's happy to be alive. She's happy when she goes in for her yearly, uh, um, excuse me, every six months body scan. I mean, I worry about it probably as much as she does. But she's, you know, she has a good attitude. And yeah, and she is very happy. with. It. And she is enjoying the taste. She enjoys a lot of your recipes. Um, so well, and know, I think the fact that she was such a great cook even before made it not as difficult for her. It, you know? it does. And it did. Yes. And, and we're doing more things together now, too. Uh, since she and I think alike, at least food wise, uh, she's a total polar opposite from me on most things, but food wise. And so we'll cook uh, things together. Um, so, like your recipe on uh, the best darn uh, barbecue sauce. Oh, you made that! How nice! Oh, what we did. It? It's great. And I, I, I love that. What did you put it on? I put it on pulled pork. She put it on. Uh, remember when the uh, the rest local restaurant closed down? You mean vegan pulled pork, though? Let's just make sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank we you. Don't very... people, we don't want people thinking, "Hey, I reversed my heart disease, so now I'm having some pork." No, you know? no. Uh, 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 that was one of my favorite uh, things to eat, though, was pulled pu pulled real pork. But remember when the local restaurant that we ha were having lunch at closed down? Well, they gave us bundles of uh, faux meat. Wow. And so she barbecued a bunch of it up, and it was quite good. Um, and what else did we eat? We used it for something else. Oh, yes, because I watched one of your shows, I got the... French fry maker, French fry cutter. Yeah, those are great, aren't they? They are. And so I dipped, you know, uh, and, your, and I like your barbecue sauce. It's really good. It is the best. Um, you know, I've tried Well Your World, which is his is good, but yours is much better. And it's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit cheaper. No, no, no shipping on that. And one. the other thing I want to tell everybody is eating this way is a lot less expensive. You spend a lot less on food. 
So there. It really, it really is. I mean, you know, if you're not eating at restaurants all the time and eating designer, you know, vegan, yeah. I mean, that be, what, what could be cheaper than beans and rice? Yes. And I love beans and rice. And uh, Peggy has told us a new kind of beans and rice. Dottie makes her beans and rice. So we alternate the two. We buy burritos, make um, buy tortillas, make them into burritos, tacos. It's great. It's good. I, your taste buds change. They get, you can taste more savory food. You can taste the complex flavors of food. And oh golly gee, it tastes so much better. I really, I mean, she is an excellent cook and she will, I'll cut, sit down to a dinner and I'll eat it and I'll say, honey, this is the best dinner ever. It's really good. And it's simple and plain fare. Well, I've had I've had her food, so I can vouch for its deliciousness. Is she watching now? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did she make you for your birthday today? Um, well, it actually we had a, a sneak preview of it last night. She made me chocolate chocolate cake, which is sinful, but I only eat it on my birthday. It's made out of sweet potato, no sugar, sweet potatoes. And uh, can I can you see it here? I got it there. There, there we go. Oh, I can smell it. I'm gonna have to cut this short and eat some of it. <laughs> can we see it? Of course. <laughs> yeah, here we go. It is rich and dark and a Peggy. It, I, we first eat this at one of Peggy's parties, and I couldn't believe I wasn't gonna eat it. I said, I'm not gonna eat that. That's that's too rich. And so she came over and showed me the recipe and says, no, it's not. And uh, I, I'm kind of that way. I won't eat if I don't know it's compliant. I won't eat it. So That's what's great about our potlucks. Yes, they, they are. Yes. How so. did you guys get the restaurants up here to make food that's not only vegan, like, for example, where you're going tonight, it's not even a vegan restaurant. You not only got them to make vegan food, but food that is SOS free. And you, I didn't do anything. I just showed up at this place and meeting this well, place in California. you know, everybody wants to, what's the universal in life? Everybody wants to make money. So you just have to convince them that if they would just spend a little bit not a whole lot. No, don't do anything big. Just a little tiny bit. Why we can bring in some customers that wouldn't normally come to your place. Well, who, who's going to say no to that? You you know Faux Fresh. And this is, you know, inside baseball for the people that live in Sacramento. But I started going there when I was a carnivore. And then I... Uh, switched when, when it ended, I became a whole food plant based. I, I, I still went there because I saw they had half of a page of vegan food. Okay. And that would just means no meat in it. So there's a market out there. They, a lot of restaurants know there's a market out there for vegan, for no oil. I mean, for no animal products. So I went in there and said, and introduced myself and said, look, I'm on this uh, whole food plant-based diet. I had heart disease and I was already a good customer. We'd go in once a week. My buddy and I would have lunch. So I, and oh, well, we could make it, you know, they, they want to please their customers and you give them a good tip. So I convinced them to go oil-free 
And then they started having an oil-free menu. And then uh, there you go. Although John, the, the, the chef, is award. He's won like five number ones out of the last seven years. He still loves to pile the oil on. But, uh, you know, he's going, he himself is going vegan, interestingly enough. I did not know that. Is yeah. Yeah, he mentioned it the last time we were in there. That's fantastic. Well, yeah, he's very, very talented. So here, here's when somebody said, uh, when we asked if anything rhymed with 90, and Roxy says, 90 years young and having so much fun. So that could be. That's very good. I'll remember that. It doesn't yeah. rhyme with 90, but young is good. <laughs> yep. Jay says, is Dottie completely on board now with whole food, plant-based? Absolutely. Diet? And that didn't, that happened she was, uh, before the cancer reappeared, she didn't want it to come back, obviously. Nobody does. And before that, she was pretty good, but she would go out with her friends and uh, at lunch. And if they had a hamburger, if it had a little bit of meat in it or a little bit of cheese on it, she wouldn't sweat that. But now she's just like I am, totally compliant, no animal products. And I think, you know, I don't know. You talk to all of the experts, you, uh, but I think that just that will help you. It won't make you lose weight. You know that the fat you eat is the fat you wear, but it will help any, the more vegetables, the, the better it is for you. I mean, Dr. Greger says that. So, yep. Well, speaking of vegetables, uh, Diane wants to know, what, what are you guys eating a day, you and Dottie? Well, I start off with breakfast, obviously. And I eat oatmeal every single day. And this is the time that I'm going to plug my buddy, Thomas, at uh, California Balsamic. I, I have my last, oh, I don't want to tell you how much I've spent on California balsamic. But every morning I have uh, oatmeal and I was eating bananas, but the, if you follow uh, Dr. Greger, he said, don't eat bananas and, and berries because there's some enzyme in the bananas that neutralize the effect of the berries. So I put uh, a couple of drops of different balsamic vinegar. And I mentioned this the last time I saw Thomas and I said, and my favorite is coconut. And he says, well, you should put some pineapple on too. I said, why? He said, that's pina, pina colada. So he made me up a bottle, bottle of pina colada to put Aww. on. So I put on huckleberry. I put on cherry. I put on raspberry. Uh, one of my favorites is um, coconut. And in, in the, when I make a six minute oatmeal, I make regular oatmeal, I put a little wheat germ in it because that's supposed to help your telemeter. What are, what are those, those funny telemeters? things? Telemeters? Thank you. Telemeters. Yes. Uh, so that's what I have for breakfast. For lunch, we always have leftovers in there. And Dottie and I, when we have like uh, uh, this morning, I had leftovers from the other night I went out. Uh we always label the leftovers date and date them. So I reach in and I get the oldest leftover and eat it. So for dinner, one of our favorite dinners is Dottie makes. Uh, and uh, let me give another plug here to Ruben. 
Ruben gave me his recipe. I think I have it in here. I do. I do. His gave me his recipe for Ruben's famous um, hamburgers. And he claims they're the best. And so I have been bugging him for six months to give me the recipe. And if any of your subscribers, any of your viewers call, uh, not call, uh, uh, write to me. And you can, put, I'll give you my uh, email to put uh, on the, uh, on the, under the, the, the I, I know your, I know your email. So with permission, I can post it in the chat in the show notes. Yes, please do. And, and, and what is this a recipe for? It's a recipe for a batch of orga uh, Reuben burgers. They're oil-free, SOS. And he says they, you know, a lot, a lot. I've been trying every single commercial one I get. I've tried yours. And they're all squishy in the inside. You know, they don't have, um, they don't taste like meat. Well, they taste good. I love the taste. Well, who knows what they taste like because you put on barbecue sauce, onions, tomatoes, pickles, etc. And the thing is this big, it's a Dagwood. But uh, he claims that if you take a bite out of it, it's, it seeps out of the side and falls down on the floor, <laughs> which you don't want. So he claims it's not it's going to work. So I haven't tried them yet. We have to make them. Dottie and I are going to make them together, little togetherness in the family. Could, so could you say, you, like, what is it? What is the primary ingredient? What is it made from? It is made from three bags of organic sweet potatoes, two cans of organic black beans, one and a half cups of organic rolled oats, one sweet onion organic, five or six large criminy mushrooms organic. And then spices, 21 seasoning, cumin, onion, garlic, salt, red chili pepper. I may leave the red chili pepper out. And we, Dottie and I also put our own flavoring in, um, in these things. We use a lot of Well Your World spices. I really like their products. They're a little expensive, but, you know, so is going to the hospital. So I don't worry about that. <laughs> There's a question from a viewer. What's your absolute favorite thing to eat? Whatever's in front of me. <laughs> I I don't. Um, I, I you know, Dottie asked me what I wanted for my birthday. We actually went out instead. We're going out tonight. Uh, we're going to uh, El Papagayo. But I said, oh, honey, make me some lentils, uh, loaf, lentil loaf. Uh, I like that. I, I like whatever's in front of me, basically. You, food takes on a different, or it has to me. I look at now as food as fuel, not necessarily as entertainment. I want savory food, no doubt about that. My good friend um, Esther doesn't want, she eats terribly. I love her husband, Ben. He and I get along great. Because we both enjoy savory. I enjoy multiple, multi-flavored food, if that makes any sense. I don't know how to describe flavors very well. well. Esther, Esther also has, you know, I think it's different because she lost a lot of weight and she maybe struggles. Yeah. And so she eats simply. And I, I eat fairly simply, too. But You, you do. Know, yeah. But, I, I mean, it's not that I don't like the fancy food. I just don't want to have to make it, you know? Well, yeah, there is that. Dottie enjoys making the, all this, and she enjoys cooking. <clears throat> and as you said, she was really good at it when we were carnivores. Well, that's the other thing that wrinkled my wrinkle. When I became 
when I was a carnivore and we were married, she had fantastic, oh God, she would cook great. She really knows how to use spices. And so when I converted to become uh, whole food plant-based, she would, I say, well, can you make this or can you make that? And I would look up recipes and look them up. She'd say, yeah, but she didn't add any spices. So I said, you've gone from being a fantastic cook with terrible food to being a terrible cook with fantastic food. <laughs> that didn't really go over real well, but. Yeah. Well, you know, you, there's something about you that it's a, you have a very refreshing quality. You just tell it like it is. Well, at 88, why not? But I, mean, I have a on. feeling that you always were like this. Well, yeah, they, they had other words for it back then, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would take my stand-up class because you're hilarious. No, I'm not. I just say it like I just tell it like it is. I find humor in the events in life. That's and that's what a lot of good comedians. I'm not a comedian. I'm just and I'm not a stand-up. I just I I like humor is just a way to communicate with people. It's just a way to make communication easier. You're a sit-down comedian. Al, okay. what? <laughs> okay. Do you have to take any medications from? Oh God, yes. They, if I go near, if I go near a hospital, they have to lock, literally, lock the doors in the pharmacy because it just flies off the shelf at me, um, shelves. Uh, and I, every time I, I try not to go to the hospital. I uh, was moving, and I had borrowed my son-in-law's furniture dolly and I I was taking it out of the back of my truck and I put it in the ground and I put it you know it's got a little level thing on it and I put it down wrong somehow and it just came and whacked me up the side of the head well it just I had a concussion well they rushed me to the hospital uh, and I said, I don't know, I'm, no, I'll be fine. I'll, in fact, I went to, what I did is I went home, went bed to sleep, which you're not supposed to do with a concussion. And once I get in the hospital, oh, what do you take? Well, you're not taking, well, you got to take this, you got to take that, you got to take this, you got to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go home, then I don't take it. But I'm, they've got, they got me on two blood thinners. And when you have two blood thinners and you have a head injury, they've got to take you in, x-ray you to make sure you're not having a blame Brain, brain bleed, <laughs> which fortunately I didn't. So I don't, I don't think I need all of them taking, but I'm not an MD. And uh, the MDs I know and trust and love, you know, like uh, Corinne and McDougal and all, they're not going to say don't take, th they're not going to expose me to a risk if they think what I'm taking isn't that bad. So unfortunately, yes, I am taking, I wish I wasn't. I, 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 one time I just said through caution to the wind, I don't know, three or four years ago when I quit taking all my meds and I developed like within 12 hours, um, atrial fluttering. So and that, then they tried to fix that, and it, uh, they have sort of, but basically it's the food. If, if I cheat in any way, I get punished. I, I'll start to, my heart will race, and my, my, uh, I'll have uh, angina. So, but if I, if I eat clean, no problem. 
So I'm right on the edge. I mean, that's all right. At 88, I, you know, I've lived, I've lived, I have eight years that the good Lord has allowed me to stay here and annoy people. So what more can you ask for? I, I love the way, I love the way you look at it. Well, what, what has been the best part of your, I'm just going to say transformation? Wow. That's a good question. The best part is that I got a new lease on a couple what is a lot of best parts a couple of things you look at things differently you know when you're when you almost die you tend to prioritize a whole lot of things in your life and 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 I told my wife that I said you know my number one job is staying alive staying healthy that's more important to me than you are and I just want you to know that, my dear. And and now, of course, that's her number one priority. And we get along. It, that really has helped the marriage. But, you know, is it what is more important? Eating a steak, eating something, you know, pulled pork that I used to love or staying alive? And then I got to go to the desert. I, you know, for eight, seven years, we went to the desert. I went with my buddy Larry, who you know, and we went to Idaho and we went, climbed a mountain. We drove up a mountain and we hiked five miles into a mine. At a, we left at eleven thousand feet. We we went up to no, we're ten thousand five. And we hiked up to 11,000 feet and I did it fine. I mean, that was, it was just a moment that you can't do when you're not healthy. You know, the peace of mind that you get, that's incredible. I was always worried about having the big one, having all, you know, having the elephant sit on my chest and take me to the hospital and wave goodbye to everybody. They said, well, you had a heart attack and you're not going to live out the day, you know. You I mean, had two heart attacks, you said. I have. First were, one was. Was one of them before your bypass? Yes. In fact, when I went in, I was having, uh, I was into bicycling at the time and I started having chest pains. I didn't know. I was, I don't know, my, however I was in my 40s. And I didn't know what was causing the chest. I was like, I don't know, and just whatever it was. It would go away after I quit pedaling hard. And so they go in and they give you an angiogram back then. And they said, oh, you've already had a heart attack. You see this part of your heart here? I'm going, yeah, it's dead. What? And I, I've, it's, it's hard to come to terms with that. You have a dead heart, a part of your heart in your body. I've had it for how many years now? 30 or 40 years. Um, and then I had uh, one in 08 that, 05, that uh, I was out bicycling with Dottie and a group of us, all married couples. And we were in the American River Bike Trail and I started having bike pains and I thought, back pains. What are bike pains? Pain in the bicycle? Yes, pain in the bicycle. No, back pain. Sorry. <laughs> pain Give me a break here. You know, I'm, you're 88. I'm, okay. I'm, not a, yeah, I'm 88. No, it's elder abuse, elder abuse. So, so, uh, uh, I, you know, I thought, okay, well, turned around and came back. And so I only did, we only did like 10 miles instead of the 22 we normally do. I threw the bike in the back of the truck, drove, drove, drove dice. Want me to drive? Nah, I'll go home. 
I'll drive. So I go to the hospital and uh, the pain doesn't go away. They said, well, come on in. So they, I know the drill by now that, you know, they give you a blood test and they say, oh yeah, you've had a heart attack. So and I thought, oh my God, they're going to want to do a bypass surgery on me. And they said, no, we're going to do a stent. What's a stent? I didn't know what that was. Oh, well, they stick this in, it opens it up. And it, it was amazing. It, it doesn't solve the underlying problem, but it, the symptoms go away. So I didn't change. I said, I change anything. And they're all going, oh, my. You, 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 when was your uh, bypass surgery in 1984? And this is 2005. Oh, no, you're doing fine. You don't need to change anything. Well, I did need to change something. Did any of your doctors ever mention the cause of your heart disease? Was diet they don't no? They listen. I, that reminds me. No, they didn't because they don't know. They don't believe. I love that. They don't believe in Cleveland. They don't believe this does it. Dottie has had uh, she when she went in for her last one, which is just uh, a couple weeks ago. The doctor said, "You're unbelievable." He, he said. You are doing better than anybody here ever expected. And uh, it's just amazing. And she said, well, I'm on a whole food plant-based diet. Do you think that? Oh, no, that has nothing to do with it. So what are you going to do? I feel like a salmon swimming upstream. And I have, I have, I don't have, I have medical insurance. So what? You know, it. They don't give me good medicine. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Nice. How painful was the bypass surgery? How difficult was the... Oh, my God. It, I, it felt like this was back when I had... I had two cars. I had a little sports car, MG, and then I had a full-size, whatever it was, Ford, Chevy, whatever, Neither one of them had power steering. And th this, I had stick shift back then. And so they open up your chest and they get in there and muck around and then they put it back together and they staple it. And forever, when I go through uh, uh, airports, I see these staples on me. And I couldn't do anything for six months. I couldn't, I cu I, I couldn't wash my car. You can't go like this. And probably for 10 years, every time it would rain, I'd get uh, aches in my chest. And it, it, it felt like after the operation that they put me in a big gunny sack, all my ex-wives came over with baseball bats and beat the hell out of me. And then they threw me down the stairs in the gunny sack. It was the most, that's when I decided I was going to change something in my life. I never wanted to go through that again. And I told that to my cardiologist in 05. I said, I, I don't want bypass surgery. Not going to do it. It was so painful. You wouldn't do it again, right? Absolutely not. I'm not going to need to do it again. Uh, and uh, they can't do a stint on me again because uh, they already have two stints and where the occlusion is occurring. All I can do, uh, and I've talked to several people about this. All I can do is to eat as clean and as compliant as possible. And the corollary arteries will go around the occlusion as it occludes because 
you know, the, the body does this. Uh, I forget what, an antheogenesis or something. It's the way cancer it, spreads. It, it's not angiogenesis, is it? I don't know what they call it. They call it the body's ability to grow new. Um, I think that's angiogenesis. Okay. I think that's what it is. So, I, John wants to know if you do online meetups, and I I know you come to our meetups, and I'm posting no. a link if people want to meet you next month at the at the meetup in January. Yeah, meetup. I'll be there. No, yeah. I tell you, this is unhealthy for me. If I sit in this chair too long, I I, get, I creak when I get up. If I go out in the garage and putter or go for a walk, or ride, I have two e-bikes. I ride one of my e-bikes. I'm great. I can go all day. But if just talking, and as, as much as I love talking to you, AJ, I will I will ache when I get up. Well, you I, could do this standing up. Well, you know, uh, uh, Gregor, he does it on a treadmill. Bless his heart. Yeah. No, no, I mean, it's all right. I'm just saying that that's why I don't do. I've done one. No, I do interviews like this on it. But just to go to meetups, I want to see the person. I want to. Want to get a? I want to read their uh, what their reaction is and all. So, what people might know is you and Dottie are terrific dancers, and at the next meetup, band <laughs> the Party Boys. Yes. Well, we well we we do we do we try. You know, at eighty eight, do what you can. <laughs> so you know, you're sharp as a tack. I don't know if any dementia ran in your family, but do you do anything to keep so sharp cognitively, or is it just the diet? Do you do any crossword puzzles? Do you learn any languages? Playing just any living is hard enough. Is 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 challenging enough? Just paying my bills and figuring out stuff. As I said, I bought a new house, and it's kind of a puzzle. And I'm selling an, the old house. My daughter, bless her heart is helping me do that but uh no and i wake up in the middle of the night and think of things i do a lot of reading i i probably read three books a week and i always have and uh I'll, i used to have this huge paperback not library just collection of books and so finally somebody talked me into a kindle oh i know i went to a presentation and they gave me a kindle and thought, oh, that's kind of neat. So I used it, and then I upgraded it twice. And I have, you know, it's easy on a Kindle because it, you set it down, and there it is. And you open so you it up. Actually, and, you're actually reading books the old-fashioned way. I do everything on Audible now. No, I like to read. Uh, um, I don't I don't spend – the only time I can listen to Audible – I guess I could listen to it puttering around the house. I this new house I have is single story, so it's uh, all in one floor, and my office is at one end, the garage is at the other end, and so I said I figured out the wife the um, Bluetooth so I can hear the Bluetooth, and I do listen to things on the TV uh, on YouTube, but those are uh, programs that they really you really don't need to see it. Uh, Peter Zahn is a sort of an international guy, and I listen to him. I don't know. I just sort of keep act. I keep active mentally and physically. I think you you have to do that. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. Three books a week. I, what what kind of books do you read? Do you read mostly fiction, fiction escapism, action, film, yeah, bang bang? Did you read what? Because uh, in case people join late, you said you were married to the 
famous mystery writer, Sue Grafton. Did you read any or all of her books? Absolutely not. Refused to. She wrote really? them after we got a divorce. Oh, maybe her books were like trying to figure out ways she could have killed you if she Well, she did. That was that was one of the things she she would um uh she would they would interview her and say, Well, what made you start writing? Because I hated my husband so much I wanted to kill him and instead of killing him I wrote a book. So that is hilarious. Yeah. I tell you. And I told her to quit. I I did. I told the kids. I said, "You tell her to quit saying that, or I'm gonna sick." Uh, what was that attorney whose son's passed away? Uh, oh, oh, um, the one that, that with the palimony, that one. Um, yeah, that I can't remember his name. And so she she finally quit. We had a reproachment probably ten or fifteen years after we got a divorce. She, uh, our daughter had some uh, miscarriage, and so she and I got together and. We drank a lot of wine together, <laughs> and we made uh, smoke the peace pipe, as it were. So it's it, going to it, drive me crazy trying to think of that attorney name that, that coined the term palimony, guys. I don't think it was him. It was uh, the guy that uh, that did. Um, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Oh, um, um uh, not Kardashian, not Johnny, no. Johnny Cochran. Uh, yeah, I think no. Uh, maybe it was. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. But uh, anyway, she that I don't know that the threat had any effect on her. But uh, and I told her, I say, I've always been a desert guy. I'd go to the desert. We'd go to the desert. And you'd look, you see this big hole in the ground. And I thought, you know, my ex-wife would fit down there very easily. <laughs> so I had also thought I think probably all divorced people go through that. At That's least. Funny. Did any but, of your friends change their diet because you know your family they feel they probably still have time but what about the people your age and are, are you outliving all of them yeah and i'll tell you that my big my first success story is that my nephew and i hope he's watching because i sent him a uh, uh sorry, somebody's trying to call me uh my my niece's husband was 72 or three when I went on this diet. His father had died from a heart attack at an early age, as my father did. My father died at 59 from a heart attack. And he he saw what it did. I was supposed to go to his daughter's wedding, my grand grandniece, and I couldn't make it because of my illness. So I went on the diet and I went out there the next year and I think I drove out for Pete's sake. So he said, wow, I'm amazed. So he went, he went full bore on the desert. He's lost weight. Uh, he used to have uh, a hip problem and he had um, inflation, inflammation. Did I say that right? Inflammation. Yeah. And that all went away. So uh, he's been religious on the diet, but nobody else in his family, nobody else in my family. So what are you going to do? That's yeah. my stepdaughter calling me. Wish me happy birthday. Uh, Bless her, her heart. Hillary, that's so nice. You can call her right back and I'll let you go in a moment. So, uh, yeah. so you don't preach to your friends or family anymore. You know, I started to, but all you do is alienate them. And, um, and it doesn't do any good. Uh, people, I still get 
people that come up to me and say, Al, would you talk to my uncle, niece, fill in the blank, you know, somebody, friend, whatever. And I always say, well, sure, but it's not going to do any good. If Jesus Christ couldn't convince people, why do you think I could convince people? You know, and so, uh, I mean, I'd be happy to do it, but it, it, it's it, you're you have to be ready. You have to have a reason. You have to, you know, the you and I know a few people that really don't. I mean, Twyla, for instance, she's never really had something serious. She just the ethical people are easy to get, but they don't follow it quite as religiously. Well, maybe they do. I shouldn't say that. But it's most mostly people that I know. They have to be ready to hear the message. And then they say I'm inspirational. Okay. Do you speak anywhere? Like I would think that people would want you to speak at maybe retirement homes or at the drop of a hat. You know, you know how shy I am. Sure. I'll come and talk to you anytime you want. You know, you want me to be, you ask me, I mean, I'm happy to do this. I love doing it, but uh, don't you have a formal formal presentation? I do. I do. But this is better. I don't like the, the last time I did the formal presentation. Uh, Twyla always is usually teaches a class, and she will ask me to come to the class. But I I stumble and fumble with it. I'm I in my prior life I never did any public speaking, and this is just me talking to you, and I'm at ease. I'm comfortable. I can think of the words, and except well, once in a while I forget, but. This is so much. And I, you know, you said you talked to me this morning. You said, hey, just have fun. I said, okay, I can do that. But I get I get all nervous before I go on if I have my own presentation. So well, uh, if you ever decide you want to do it on this channel, I think it, it could help a lot of people. Well, that's what people say, you know, and that's really my my object in the rest of my life is to pay back what to, to pay it forward or pay it back, however you want to look at it. Nice. Well, I think you're fun. You're just a lot of fun. And well, I try to use humor to make so that it doesn't come across as lecturing or boring or any of the above. Yeah. So, other than Doctor Singh, who that was a fun story, how you found him. Do your doctors say anything about your improvement? I yes, they'll say I'm tired of hearing about your diet. <laughs> That's what they say. And so I don't really mention it. Well, I think that we can have you back every year on your birthday till. Well, Well, thank you. That would be nice. I would, I would love that. This has been fun. I can't believe people are watching me, but. Yeah, no, you're, you've got, you've got some fans and especially now they, you guys can contact him for that wonderful recipe. And I've been posting a link to let next month's meetup and saying they can come meet you in person, you know? Sure. And, and do do me a favor. Would you publish uh, my website? Because I spent a lot of time I'm on that. I'm pretty sure I did. It's something like Staying Alive, right? I, yeah, I, Staying it, Alive. Uh, staying Alive, WFPB. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I put it in the show notes because I just copied what you gave me last time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely it's in there. there. It's absolutely yeah. in the show notes. And then in the show notes, I'm going to give myself a little plug here. In the show notes, I also, uh, excuse me, not the show notes, <laughs> in my website, the very first page is a link to my YouTube channel, not as big as yours. I have like 500 people that don't have any common sense and they watch me, but they, 
I've interviewed 30 people and some of the stories are phenomenal. It isn't me. You know, I don't do it for my ego, but there's a gal just that had um, psoriasis. Psoriasis? Uh, Psoriasis. Yeah. She had it for 10 years and she went on this diet and it bothered the heck out of her. She went on this diet and went away in a week. I mean, and just all sorts. I've interviewed 30 different people that have, for, for the most part, pretty interesting stories. And of course, I've interviewed you. You were one of my 30s. Yay. It's about Yay. time to me. Yeah. And that's yeah. why, of course, I had the biggest hits with you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just because I shared it. You know, Struthi says, get him to the conference in September. We're not sure when our conference will be next year. It might be July. It might be September. And we're hoping to have it at Weimar. But Al has been at every conference as a volunteer. Absolutely. Wouldn't and he's spoken at all of them. In this last one, you actually introduced Dr. Goldhammer. I you did. want to talk about, about your experience at True North? Because I was just there for two weeks, and I can't say enough good things about that place. I, I feel the same way. Um, I, I, I have a little bit mixed feelings about it because I don't have any extra weight. I'm 5'10". I weigh 136 pounds. So I don't have any extra weight. And so you go there and you don't eat. Well, it, I went there for high blood pressure and it sort of helped. Um, but what happened is I got, they, I was running around doing stuff, talking to people. They said, Al, stay in your room. Don't go out. So I didn't. And I got weak. And it took me a, a long time to, to recover from that weakness. I thought, well, I'll go out and go for my normal. I was walking a mile and a half. No problem. Two miles. I went out after I started refeeding. And oh, my goodness, I could hardly go a couple of blocks. With, I was so weak. I, and I, I don't like that part of it. Um, but, you know, uh, my I, I don't have I'm not I'm not from the same perspective as the average person. I'm. Pretty, I'm, you know, I'm close to the border. I'm close to the edge, but I love the food. I would consider, and I've considered going there for like a week or two, maybe just a week. You, and you, know, Al, you, you, you know, I went there for two weeks thinking I could water fast. I could only make it four days, unfortunately, but we still stayed two weeks and Charles went with me and Bailey went with me. It was like a vacation. So I hope people know you don't have to. I fast. can't get Dottie to do it. I'll go with you. Oh, <laughs> She okay. won't do it. She, you know, there's I, things that she could do. Does she know that she doesn't, that she can bring Mandy as long as with a dog, you can't just go to any room. You've got to get a special room. You've got to get a dog room, huh? Yeah, there's only a few rooms that take dogs. She could be having fun in, in, in the, in, what's it called, Sonoma County. I mean, there's so many things she could be doing there, you know, while you. And, and you know, the thing that I loved about it, I bet you did too, is I love the people you meet. Oh, yeah. From all over. Oh, the world. they are. Yeah. From all over. They are, I just met some really wonderful people. I mean, uh, I it's on my on my channel. Of, uh, I, I think I did three, four episodes of it. And I described some of the people I met, some of the things that I did. It is just it's just a wonderful thing. And I don't like traveling anymore. But it's only two hours. It's a two, hour drive, two hour drive. So yeah. are you. Are you are you, are you, you feel like you've already cheated death. So are you afraid to die? No, I just don't want to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that 
right now anyway. Not during- I mean, you know, and, and Dr. Um, Goldhammer talks about it. He says the object is to have a good death. It's not how long you live, it's how well you live. And his story, which I love, and this is his story, he has a friend that was a doctor. He was 102 years old. And they were out playing golf with three or four or five of them. And they were out playing golf and they had to stop at a hole and wait to, to tee up. And he's out there chatting with everybody and having a good time. And he goes over and he says, you know, I don't feel so good. And then he dropped dead. And he said, that's the perfect life. 102 good, productive years and 30 seconds of illness. And I thought, yeah. And that's the, one of the big benefits of this lifestyle. I was miserable. You don't want to. You don't want to go out. You don't want to end your existence being miserable. Mm-hmm. At least I don't. What do you think the resistance is to people to doing this? I can. What understand. do I look like a psychiatrist? I don't know. I. You know. No, I can, you're, you're you're old guy. You should have some good. I, <laughs> I think it's we don't like to change things. I yeah. think we just humans don't like change of any kind, and. I can't tell you how many people have told me I'd rather uh, die, eat cardboard than not eat cardboard than eat what you eat. No, I'd rather die than give up what I have to give up. And you know what? They did. Yeah. So I, I just I don't know. Uh, some people there are people that aren't afraid of change. I'm not. I'll change at a heartbeat on all sorts of stuff. But there are people that just will never get out of their area of comfort They on anything. I don't care what it is. They don't want to do it. They're comfortable knowing in their ignorance on, on not just food, on just all sorts of things. Is there anything left that you want to accomplish in your life? I would love to see my children go whole food plant-based, but Oh, but, but, you know, not for me to accomplish. No, you know, uh, no, I've lived a good life. You know, I, uh, I, I'm not Frank, Frank Sinatra. I didn't exactly do it my way, but pretty much I did what I want to do. Um, I, I never made a lot of money, but I never, I was poor when we were first married, but I, I always, I had enough to drive a car and have some toys, <laughs> which is what men want. I've always eaten well. Sometimes unhealthy, but I thought it was well. Maybe so, we can uh, maybe we can make that your dying wish to your children, or maybe put that in the will. The only way they get the money is uh, they- you can't control other people. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, I let them. You know, you all you can do is all you can do. Tell them what you want. Yeah. Uh, Raw Chef Yen is watching. She's an extraordinarily talented chef in Malaysia. She says, "But we're not giving up anything. Whole food, plant based is awesome. I don't get it." Yeah, those of us that eat this way, we don't know. I know. We, I like my meals now better than I have ever in my life. I li- I, uh, and I have to tell you, and I say this a lot, the last uh, seven or eight years of my life have been better than any seven or eight years in the last 20 years in terms of my health. I feel better. I mean, you can't, how do you put a price on how you feel? Uh, my buddy calls me and says, I don't feel good at 85. I'm going, I'm 88 and I, feel, and I feel great. Yeah, I don't have aches and pains. 
that's the food. It's not anything I do. Well, I do I do some stretching exercises, but five minutes a day, come on. You know, you got to do that. Oh, you know Schaffenberg. Oh, he's a hoot at 100. That's right. That's what I was going to say. You know how Dr. Goldhammer talked about how his mother, when adopted this diet, lived very to a very ripe old age in her 90s. And she said, the only problem is you got to make younger friends because- Oh, yeah. In your case, you, you've you've actually made older friends because Dr. Sharfi is- Well, that's just one. No, uh, my next door neighbor here where I moved in, this is an over 55 community gated. He's a, he's one year older than I am. He's 88. We're both 88 now. He's going to turn 89 while, but, you know, genetics plays a big part of it. It pays a big part. So, I mean, so people can eat and drink and do all these bad things and still live to a ripe old age. Right. Well, your father died quite young. He did, 59. That's My 60th birthday was the biggest deal in the world for me. I never thought I was going to live that long. I never thought I was going to see 88. My wife says, I never thought I'd be married to an 88-year-old. <laughs> I say that to my husband every year that he gets older. It's like, you were this old when I married you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Al, it's been fun spending some of your birthday with you. Guys, oh, yeah. you've got his email address if you want to get that fantastic burger recipe. You've got a link to the meetup if you want to meet him in person next month. And maybe one day you'll come and do that talk because I think that's an important talk for people to hear. And I think, AJ, I want to thank you on behalf of all that you do for this community. It's You are really one of the tent poles of this community. And I, I appreciate it. I am so blessed to have you as a friend. Oh, same right back at you. But you guys really paved the way. I mean, you really made it easy for people to live whole food plant-based SOS free up here with you and Linda and Twyla and Peggy. Oh yeah, we put you right in the center of things. <laughs> I mean, you guys just, you really paved the way. This is like a Mecca for vegans and for healthy I know, vegans. but so. you you hit the you hit the ground running. Your, your um, meetup group is just one of the best going. You know, it's so funny. I moved here I, you know, May of 2022. And I think it was actually that month that I spoke the first time. It was at the Sacramento Veg Fest. And then I had a book signing at Barnes and Noble. And I did a book signing in, in the desert where I live. And I don't know, like eight people showed up in two hours. There was a line out the door. That's when I first met you and Leslie Kitt and all the other wonderful people. Donna were there. Uh, yeah. Paul. It's like amazing. I mean, this place this is amazing. This is. No, you it have- is. It's, it's a, you're right. It's a Mecca for. Uh healthy people want health here you know even though it's in california <laughs> absolutely well happy birthday enjoy thank your- you i wish i could join you for dinner tonight but we have a, a commitment but i will see you i will see you very soon actually you bet all thank right you. love to Dottie. And I, i'd love to see your new house and Dottie is a, a terrific cook everyone i've eaten at her house and she and she even serves on real plates not like when you come here and it's paper <laughs> plates you know, she does it the old fashioned way. So thank you, Alan. Thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back at 10 a.m. tomorrow for two of my youngest guests, Luke and Clara, at the age of seven and eight, respectively, were the youngest students ever to take my master class. And they are going to be making recipes from the class, the strawberry chocolate cheesecake and a peanut Ooh. butter mousse. Yeah, you love the peanut butter mousse. That's the one you eat at my house that you love. I so do. I, just a little bit. I, I yeah, Because you, you, don't, you don't do a lot of nuts, right? No, yep. no, that's Eshelson says no nuts. You keep it, you keep it low in fat. Love it. All yep. right. Take care, Al. Bye. Everybody. Thank you. Thank you.